My name is Sekou Remy. I'm a member of the IEEE cloud computing community. And I am Laura Haas. I am an IBM fellow. I work from uh, IBM San Jose Research Lab, the Almaden Research Center. Wonderful, wonderful. And we are here at IEEE Big Data Conference in Santa Clara, California. So, Laura, um, what's your under like? What's your background? I should say, like, where are you coming from? Who are you? What informs your view of what cloud computing is? <laughs> I'll try not to take that too deeply and philosophically. Um, <laughs> I've been um, I've been in the industry for about almost thirty five years. Um, did a my my graduate work in distributed systems, uh, but when I joined IBM was I, I was assigned to a distributed database project, and I have. For the most part, worked on database systems ever okay. since. So okay. um, I'm definitely viewed as a strong member of the, the database community. I my my specialty within that community has been information integration. So okay. that's a perspective I tend to be most interested in. How do you bring together heterogeneous sources of information and then derive valuable insights out of them? Okay. Which of course feeds into the whole big data craze. Oh definitely, definitely, right. definitely. Well and in that context, what is cloud computing or what do you view cloud computing as? Yeah, so as I, as, I, as I mentioned, cloud computing is a hard topic right now. It's, um, I'm going to, so, and it's, it's very simplest. I think a lot of people think of cloud computing as just meaning off-premises computing, right? Um, and they'll think about, you know, okay, I ran a job on Amazon, um, and that's how they think of, of the cloud. Um, without going any more deeply than that. And I have been guilty of perpetuating some of that with, for example, our clients set, um, because I run a, I run a little um, research lab these days, the Accelerated Discovery Lab, we mm -hmm. call it, which brings in clients' data and our researchers brings them together to do big data analytics. And what we tell our clients is we're, we're doing cloud computing for it right there. They're putting their data in our private cloud. Um, and when I look under the covers, I'm not very comfortable with that, but it's language they understand. And, you know, it, to them it means it's off-premises. And when I say the word private in front of it and IBM, they think secure, which in fact is what it really is. It's a data center with a lot of security around it. And that's where we've majored. But not usually in the the sorts of things that I think people in the field have thought about more as cloud computing, the expandable, okay. you know, infinitely expandable right. resources. We don't have that. Okay. Um, the uh, yet. Uh, yeah. Yet. <laughs> well, it's also not. To be honest, I don't have people who want to spend effort on that okay. from, okay. from from my side. It's okay. it, it's not. Right now, it's not keeping us from doing the sorts of projects we need. We just allocate a cluster big enough, right. and then we run and on it. And do the job. And yeah, okay. do, the, do, do what we need to do. Okay. Over time, that could change. Um, we worry much more about security than I hear a lot about when people right. talk about cloud, right. um, because we are taking client data as well as the sort of data we just heard about in the session. We license data and try and ensure people have to stay by the rules right. of that. Um, 
So, you know, for us, security is probably job one and the availability of multiple distributed machines so we can set up a cluster and then okay. run, run okay. things off premises. Okay. But I don't really think of it as true cloud. Oh. So I, I, I say one set of words when I need to to make people comfortable. Right. But at the same time, I'm always scratching my head and saying, now, why does that make you so comfortable? Whenever you say you're doing things in the cloud, me, I get scared. Right. Cloud, to me, as a citizen, right. you know, more private citizen, mm -hmm. is, you know, all these big cloud companies, Facebook, Google, Amazon, and they've got a ton of data about me and about everything else on Earth. Mm -hmm. and. You can learn anything mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. go after that stuff. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's the infinite resources, infinite computing capability, right. and huge, huge amounts of data, right. um, and not a whole lot of attention to security, privacy, etc. Or even oversight. Yeah. 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 So, so sort of two very different views. True. Right? True. But at the same time, I think many would agree that these are two really strong views, and if really should reflect that the cloud is both of those views. In um, some sense, yeah. yeah. So if so, if I'm understanding the case for your clients, when you're working with clients, um, you know the, the types of resources that you're going to need and you can acquire those resources whenever you need it for that client or for that uh, season or quarter. And you really could change that if, if you needed to. Yeah. Right. So in some cases, you have flexibility it may not be on the order of minutes or seconds. Correct. It, it's more likely to be a day or two. So right. I, I pull things together and we redo a cluster right. and, right. and whatever. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, we do have some amount of ability to expand and contract, just right. not very automatically. Right. Um, and we certainly have some ability to bring different types of, of resources together that we may get better at over time. We okay. have. Um, have projects we're doing that need more high-performance computing, others that need data-intensive right, data right, computing. Right, right. I'm a lot in the middle these okay, days. Okay, okay. Interesting. So in terms of the, 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 discover, the accelerated discovery lab, what are some of the things that you might want of the cloud? Or you might want, that you aren't able either to do yet or... Yeah, and again, I'm not sure that in some cases the um, it's it's not technically feasible today. It's partly a matter of is it worth my time to invest right. in it. Okay. Okay. So um, some of those things would are the the expansion and contraction that we've talked about, right? right. I, if I could do that a little more dynamically, I wouldn't have to throw as many people at the okay. problem, okay. and that would okay. take my costs down and make me more efficient and right. involved. Right. Um, would allow me to, to have more research projects going at the same time today, mm -hmm. because I statically allocate mm -hmm. clusters, mm -hmm. I can only do so much, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and we get people perhaps not doing the optimal thing, like we might cheat a little on cluster size because we're locking it down for six months, right. as opposed to, you know, we know for most of that time they only need two nodes, right. but then they're going right. to need right. 20 to do the At big run, right. you know, well, we might hedge and, and do 
can then figure, you know, that'll give them enough flexibility in the early days and then we'll have to go on cluster size, right? right? But because we know we can incrementally just grow and right. track. Right. Right. Um, so that's, that's certainly, I know there's technology out there that could help with that, but it has not been enough of a problem <laughs> to force us to go learn that technology. So what's the opportunity cost? That's yeah, really what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. Um, and of course, we're just dumb researchers in another field. Right? I mean, all right, smart researchers, but interested in other things. Let's put right. it that way. So right. it's where do you spend your time. Right. Um, the, the other thing I think that comes up a lot is making it much easier to configure your you call them uh, containers or virtual machines yeah. or mm -hmm. packages or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, we, because we do a lot of very experimental work, you know, on the one hand, we could grow and contract much more easily if we had all these things planned. On the other hand, people keep coming up with new things or mm -hmm. new variants they want to mm -hmm. try out. And so it, it's still awkward to get to the point where take something that today people are building the stack by hand and installing by hand and then somehow get that down to a formula so you could put it in a encapsulated in a VM or a container or a package or whatever terminology and then and then be able to just reproduce them narrowly. That would help us also with the expansion and contraction. Right, right. That is one of the one of the challenges. So those are the two things that that hit me a lot. Um, I think I think I have a basic security about security again <laughs> because it's been beaten into my head that I am liable. <laughs> I'm the I am the executive that owns the stuff. Um, so I don't know, you know how easy it is to get guarantees out of the cloud right. um, and so on. Um, I do worry a lot about um, transmission of data, mm -hmm. uh, both within our data center but also across, um, you know, how do we get it from the clients in the first place, right. um, so data loading is, is problematic. Um, and unloading and um, then just uh, being able to do better distributed computations across labs and facilities. Uh, that's partly because really what I need, at the end of the day I have researchers all over the world, they don't want to come work, they don't want their work to have to run in San Jose, right. so time delays, etc. Right. Right. But they need some of the data and some of the capabilities right. we have. So. How do you do a really a distributed cloud right. on the on the sort of global scale? You know that's that's still a kind of a pipe dream. So I had a similar conversation with some um, some of the folk at NASA with this concept as well. You have a, a scientist who is in Singapore for some reason, but the data is here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there are questions even about security related to that. Well, you you also want to make sure that you can actually do the work. Yes. Yeah. So there's, there's a trade-off. There's yeah. a balance. So again, today we're really primitive about it. We just say, okay, 
this data is either too big or too secure, security intensive to be used, you have to get a log on into our system here. And I'm sorry, you know, don't try and move the data. Right. Just try and move your compute Understood. over here. Understood. And you better only be taking a small byproduct down, right. right? Right. But this is really hard for the users to get their heads around, right? right? They don't understand, you know, how to, how to even. We found people don't know how to understand the. Uh, the, the VPNs, right? Okay. How do I how do I log? Interesting. On? I mean, it just they're so used to working in an environment right. where they work with the thing under right. their desk, right. right? And now they're right. in this cloud. Right. Um, they don't like the physical constraints, right. um, and so we have a lot of a lot of issues there. We're not dealing, for the most part, with people who have been running stuff on Amazon right. for years and right. years. Right. 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 So technology adoption issues, onboarding from the perspective really of the tool set that's being used. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. This has been a fascinating conversation. <laughs> I thank you for taking the time. We're a little primitive, but you know, we're we're uh, you know, we're in a funny point in the spectrum, right? My company does it better on the on the big side, but they're too busy making money off of their external clients will pay for production stuff right. to help necessarily their internal guys who need to have a specialized cloud, right? Mm -hmm. if, I could, if I would do everything on their cloud, my life on, on the big IBM cloud mm -hmm. it would, it would make some aspects of my life much easier, mm -hmm. but um, others would be more difficult right. because I don't have the flexibility. I don't. Right. I can't just get the hardware I want right. plugged in there. Right. right? right. Um, I can't just reconfigure the systems. I can't just rebuild all the images right. um, at the drop of a hat. So I pay for the flexibility right. that I have in my own life by not having the cloud support. Right. So honestly, what you're describing is a is a substantive challenge because there is a trade-off. And if you think about even decision making happening at multiple scales. Well, if you were a part of whether it's a, a company-wide uh, cloud, there may be meetings that have to happen on the order of weeks or days, but yep. you need a decision made on the order of hours or minutes. Yep. <laughs> so there is a notion of scale that even applies to people. Yep. So, no, that's absolutely true. Yeah. People issues often are the hardest ones, right? To solve. Yeah. 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 Well. I really, really thank you for this opportunity to have this conversation. It's a pleasure, sir. It's nice to re-meet you. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Thank you.